the Fisher Cast, a six feet under retrospective. I am your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my six feet undertakers. I am Moira. And I am Dez. <laughs> and we have a uh, new undertaker to hang out with us tonight. Someone who wishes she could probably be on every episode, but we're glad to have her here with us tonight. Say hi. Hey, this is Steph. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay, so true. All right, so um, yeah, why don't we uh, get moving into uh, the Darwin Award, shall we? Unless there's anything you guys wanted to uh, talk about. We uh, we had a really good, I think we had a very successful premiere of our podcast, and people seem to be signed on to uh, listen to us um, week by week with some good reaction from the second episode this week, and uh, we now have a Facebook group. Yay! <laughs> and uh, thanks, Jim Watari. Yay. We were waiting for you to do it. <laughs> Yay, Jim. What took you so long, Jim? <laughs> He's the group maker. Yes. The group maker. <laughs> All right, so the Darwin Award. Um, this one's called Not a Shred of Sense. The ambulance responded to a frantic call concerning a neighbor's trip through an industrial tree shredder. It seems the individual had decided to prune his own trees rather than hire a professional. Why not? After all, the local shop rented shredders that could make quick work of the yard debris, including tree limbs up to eight inches in diameter. To save time, the neighbor had placed the shredder at the base of the great oak tree, where he could drop branches directly into the hopper. He intended to climb off the top third of the oak since it had been killed by lightning. Or he said, yeah, he said it intended to cut off the top of the oak because it had been killed by lightning. With the shredder running wide open, the neighbor climbed his ladder to the first tree branch, stepped off the ladder, <gasps> slipped, and fell. The paramedics found him very dead, uh, <laughs> half in and half out of the shredder's hopper, one leg shredded from the hip. Mm. Not married, no kids, removed himself from the gene pool. That's terrible. (laughs) Congratulations, sir. Uh. Holy Fargo. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get into our open casket viewing. Okay, season one, episode three, The Foot. Nate is close to persuading the family to sell the business to Kroner Service Corps. Claire finds her private life the subject of school gossip and seeks revenge on her former boyfriend for his big mouth. The arrival of a baker's body in pieces calls for some special reconstructive work, but a missing part could prove to be a problem. Ruth, to alleviate the stress of mourning, tries to get her life on track at the track with costly results. So uh, this happens to be probably one of my favorite Six Feet Under episodes, uh, and we'll get right into we'll get into why that is later. But um, I don't know. What do you guys think general impressions before we start? Oh, excellent episode! It apart? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Even though they had a foot amputated, everybody knows. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people know that I have a real fear of amputation. I did not know this. I did not know this. I do not like to even, you know, see that kind of stuff because it freaks me out so bad. So I shouldn't tell you about the time I took off. Nope. Nope. (laughs) You should definitely not. (laughs) Okie dokie then. We'll save that story for another day. (laughs) 
thank you. <laughs> I definitely want to get into Steph's impressions, but Moira, you're the doctor here. Uh, is the word amputation correct? I mean, was Mr. Romano's foot amputated or was no, that like just like a, a procedure? Or? No, no, no. Amputation means the severing of a limb. So, yes. Just that's period. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I'm always right. Thank you. So if you want to, <laughs> if you want to stick your foot into a uh, bread mixer, uh, that you can perform your own amputation. Absolutely. <laughs> Steph, what do you think? I think this was a, a tragically funny episode. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them are. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. of death and hilarity. When I saw the <sighs> the bread the bread mixer accident coming, I just thought. <laughs> I love this because just like Supernatural, I love it when they have those tragically funny deaths at the, you know, in the teaser. Yeah. Ugh. I thought for sure they were going to like show us him in the yeah. teaser. I was kind of glad that they oh. didn't. I was so, so glad they didn't. Oh, uh, yeah. I we got a lot of slopping around, but we didn't actually see anything really nasty. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Now, I, I don't, maybe it's because I watched this episode two days ago but i don't remember it being that funny (laughs) oh okay okay but uh you know i don't know (laughs) yeah um (laughs) how about well um we talked about the accident thomas romano and his his, uh, dumb nephew have um how about to remind you of the funny the uh weird noise contest that (laughs) they're having at the beginning (laughs) nate and who i didn't hear you Brenda, Brenda. Brenda. Uh, <laughs> I, it was all right. <laughs> no, well, the, the thing. Okay, the thing yeah, in that okay. scene that got me right away because I'm not getting all that warm with Brenda yet no. is when she makes a line about heroin, right? And I'm like, okay, so is that just for dramatic effect or is that for realsies? I, I have I to tell you the that. Line. The... What, was, what was the line? Oh, I don't remember the exact line, but but she ends it with, oh, man, I love that look. Oh, but, this, but she's talking about 80s music, mm-hmm. and he says, oh, she was more into, like, probably punk stuff. She goes, yeah, I think it was a heroin talking or something like that. <laughs> Do you remember that? And then he kind of yeah. looks at her. And yeah. and you know what? I don't know about you guys. I just find that annoying, <laughs> that, that characteristic of her. I don't find it funny. I just find her annoying. I The more I see of Brenda, the less I like her. Thank you. I agree. Yeah. Well, I'm really starting to think she's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just like, you know, when she gets the phone call later on from her Mm. brother and Mm. she doesn't tell Nate that, like, she just abruptly leaves Mm -hmm. when she could have took two seconds to say, it's a family emergency, I need to go. Are we sure that was her brother? Because I don't remember her saying. No, she doesn't say that, but it's sort of the assumption because when he was all freaking out at the refrigerator over the olives, remember? In the, in the Are we place. sure that's her brother? Well, we're, we'll see. I guess we'll find out later, <laughs> but we're kind of thinking it's her brother. Uh, anyway, just, but I agree, Steph. She just, you know, it's it's like a series uh, or an episode of Lost where the character doesn't tell the other character what's going on. All right. <laughs> what a shocker. <laughs> Brenda's a big Lost fan. I'm telling oh, you. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and uh, Nate again asked the question, why is my name branded on your ass? Oh, I love yeah. that. I love so that. weird. But at least he gives her her own back a little bit there, which I kind of liked. I'm like, yeah, you go, Nate. <laughs> um, then we, we go into the, the kitchen scene. Um, and uh, one of my favorite moments in Six Feet Under ever happens. Claire's was, dance scene, right? Yeah, yep. Oh, I love that. With uh, David and Ruth in the background. Oh, my God. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> because you can tell that Claire 
she's got a toughness she's got a wall built up and you see that she's let her guard down and she's fallen for gabe and you can tell she is gonna have her heart broke mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but she's the, just she's just luminescent in that you know yeah, it's just the joy in that oh it's lovely and yeah. plus you know it gets to show some of her singing and dancing talent because when i looked her up on imdb i found out oh she was a dancer cool mm-hmm. huh. and the same with uh michael c hall he was he, he was uh the M- I think it was the MC in Cabaret. That's where he was discovered. <gasps> really? Yep. That's him? Yeah. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about uh, Francis Conroy, but <laughs> that was a great little little number. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, this is a repeating thing uh, we get here. A lot of the kitchen scenes involve uh, Claire either getting food and or refusing food <laughs> and there's always a problem and in this in this scene claire actually is starving and uh ruth is like are you bulimic because we're gonna have to deal with this i love it and then she's mom apparently you want a child with an eating disorder i love that <laughs> <laughs> and she's starving because presumably she just had great sex last night right isn't that our assumption <laughs> uh, she she's starving she's well, she wants to eat because she's happy I mean, yeah. I mean, I've okay, noticed folks. that she's when she's like not happy, she's mm. like doesn't want to eat. Teenagers like that, you know. Yeah, they just, totally. They don't want you to feed them when they're not happy. That is true. Very true. Um, we have uh, let's see, Nate. Nate comes in. He's talking about how it'd be a good idea to sell, mm. and Dave thinks he's just arrogant coming in out of nowhere and just making decisions for the business. And David's actually thinking that maybe his life will be invalidated. Yeah, and I thought for once, because Nate, who we usually give credit for being so empathetic with people, I thought he was actually uh, quite um, lacking in, in insight into how his brother was feeling. It was kind of odd, actually. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Um, and then we get the mm. uh, sack of goo being brought into <laughs> the funeral home. <laughs> Rico, I love the name that he gives gives it as Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, that's great. And then and then he says something. Didn't he say, "Oh, is it a train wreck?" Oh no, it's like <laughs> yeah. obviously that's their their usual Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> I like I like Federico. He yeah. is a restorative genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, he and he's works always so sick to do it. Yeah, yeah, he loves his job, and yeah. it's just so funny because I would not want to do that job, but he is so good at it, and he just loves it, and it's just his enthusiasm. I just love it so much. He's an artist. Mm-hmm. Yes, he yeah. is. Yeah. So, Claire goes to school. <laughs> what do you guys uh, think of this? <laughs> oh, I was horrified for her. I, like, I did she's, not. Okay, so, you know, it starts off, she's on the phone to Gabe and she's leaving that kind of goofy, klutzy sort of, you know, phone message for him, which is very sweet. And yeah. then, you know, she opens her eyes and she sees all this graffiti on her vehicle. Yeah. And I just, my little heart just went, oh, you bunch of jerks. Well, <laughs> the, the saddest thing oh. about that is if toe sucking is that big of a deal why is it just the person who sucked the toe getting the flack because she's a girl thank and not you toe sucky that really makes me mad mm-hmm. that she got all this flack and he didn't get crap mm-hmm. for, for liking it so much thing. right exactly. double he's standard one, exactly yeah, he's the one who has the fetish so he's the one you need to make fun of yep. not her who indulged it for him thank you well it's all just like you know, 
Girls can't be slutty, but boys can. Exactly. Well, yeah. that and teenage, underage sex, it's not that big of a deal anymore, but but girls want to call each other sluts and whores, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Which is just stupid. Yeah. 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 But, I, but I love when she confronts Gabe. I actually, I love her line. Uh, she says... Um, I wish that just once people wouldn't act like the cliches that they are. I thought, boy, yeah. the writing the writing on this show is really good. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was going to be the mature one, but apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have uh, David and Keith looking for a ceiling fan. Some dude totally cruises David. That was great. <laughs> that was- and, and I love the pouty look on his face. You know when he goes, "I missed it." <laughs> That, that was so rude. Who does that? Oh, God. <laughs> bitch, right in front of me? Yeah. It's just bitch. a guy hitting on the waitress when he's on a date with his wife, you know? I mean, come on. <laughs> um, how about, what do you guys think about Amelia? Who's Amelia? That's the supposed best friend of Ruth's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. My first line where I wrote was I said, Ruth's best friend forever. I went, nope. Like she just seems so annoying. <laughs> she is very annoying, and Ruth obviously doesn't tell her everything. So mm-hmm. I think Amelia thinks they're best friends, but mm-hmm. Ruth maybe maybe she is her closest friend. But I don't think Ruth considers her best friend. No. Yeah, and that may have something to do with Ruth being kind of closed, at least previously, too. Right. right? Yeah, we'll see. Right, and she's constantly like, "Oh, you gotta cry." You gotta oh, cry. God, she's so annoying. It's like, how how well do you know your best friend, Ruth? Is saying <laughs> stuff like that. She's kind hey. of a busybody. Yeah, and did anybody else think? You know what? When they flipped the mattress, I kept yeah. expecting to find something under it. I did too. <laughs> did you? Okay, yeah, that's just my cool. mattress. <laughs> like, what a little little anal retentive Betty Crocker when she goes, "I flip my mattress every fourteen weeks." I thought, "Oh, come on." <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Amelia's last stab at trying to get Ruth to cry. An uncovered mattress is so sad. <laughs> it is though, isn't it? I mean, no, really. does, do you feel any different? No. <laughs> or does it feel any different? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, Nate decides to go make, do a meeting at the Kroners because Dave kind of said, uh, "Yeah, let's just sell it, whatever." You know, and so Nate Nate takes that as a uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm loving that whole scene with the creepy Kroner guy because, you know, Nate's using all the non-PC language and mm-hmm. and the uh, whatever the the stooped in the shirt is saying Jolarty. all the PC stuff, right? What does he say? Like it's a it's not a hearse, it's a I don't know retrieval it's wagon, a, whatever. Like, yeah. But it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, and we have uh, Nate Senior in the background, kind of mocking Nate at the same time. Mm. And I kind of said, "Oh, goody, Ghost Daddy's back." I like those those. Funny little scenes. I love Richard I, Jenkins. I get a kick out of them. And this continues on uh, Nate's little drive home, mm. where he runs into a uh, bunch of picketers. <laughs> and you, goes, the best sign has moron. to be yeah, you fucking moron. <laughs> Earn the explicit tag. Here we go. <laughs> go back to Seattle, bag boy. Yeah, yeah, bag boy, which comes right back, eh, from what Dave called him. I think that's yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, whether I guess it, you know it's Nate really trying to uh, you know deal with his conscience because uh, Nate Senior tells him that he's got a gift for helping people, mm-hmm. and, and he uh, does. Yes, we've already seen it, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Now, now it seems that Nate's starting to see it. It's a, it's a, it's a revelation to him, but of course, it's not going to be that easy. <laughs> uh-huh. 
And um, I wrote down the quote where, because again, the writing's so good. I hate to be boring with the quotes, but they're so good. No, good, good. When he says, my whole life I've been a tourist. Now I have a chance to do some good instead of just sucking up air. Yeah, that's great. Right? Like, that's yeah, perfect. That yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, let's see, what else? We have... Uh, yeah, uh, of course, uh, Nate's talking to Brenda, saying, popping champagne, what are they going to do? And and uh, we cut to David being getting a body taken away from the Fisher and Sons <laughs> because yeah. they got underbid because, by a place that was bought out by Kroner. Oh, but back up a sec. When, when uh, she's popping champagne <laughs> with yeah. Nate, I, I had to laugh because keeping in mind that um, Michael C. Hall becomes Dexter later on, she says uh, about her parents, she goes, Oh, you know, they got the champagne, they got this whole case, because they did some serial killer thing for cable. Oh, they're such whores, they'll do anything. And I'm laughing, going, oh, yeah, that's pretty funny. I didn't mm. catch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> serial killer show. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, Nate's, Nate kind of confesses to her or, or tries to make her feel better, at least. I don't know what he want to say by saying that he's kind of staying for her as well. What do you, what do you guys think about that? <sighs> well her response is i'm the extra bonus that probably won't work out and this is when i think to myself brenda okay is this really your okay have you been so hurt that this hard shell you're projecting is real or is this just this big act where you're toying with him and that's why i, I just don't like her because i keep thinking she's just toying with him i think she's toying with him too you know i've i've done that crap before where you know it's like uh, when you ask a guy, you know, does my butt look big in these pants? It's a test, you know. <laughs> it's she just says she a doesn't test. want any. She doesn't right. want any children. <laughs> That's actually kind me. of funny, yeah. And I mean, I mean, the, you know, if I was going to be generous about her, I'd say, okay, well, maybe she's just protecting herself, and she's, um, you know, she's trying not to get too invested. But she just has a way about her where she, you know, continually anal- analyzes him, and it's not in the most uh, empathetic, loving, caring kind of way. And that comes up again later in the show. And I just think, Brenda, you're a bit of a dick. <laughs> yeah. I, I think she was more like saying, um, I don't, uh, I, oh, you know, I'm. it's not going to work out. Hoping for a little reassurance from him maybe or, you know, making really? herself more appealing by mm. being more aloof, you know? Maybe. I don't know. What do you think, Stephanie? What do you think of Brenda? Well, in the previous, in the second episode, I was like, oh, she's his spirit guide, mm-hmm. sort of, because mm-hmm. they took the, the bus ride, you right. know, and I was like, oh, she's helping him get through this hard time. But in this episode, it was kind of, it was different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because when she takes him to the bus, you know, and she helps David have his uh, catharsis, I thought, okay, mm-hmm. that's really cool. That was really lovely. And so I wasn't feeling so harsh about her, but this one, yeah, not so much. Yeah, I think she does. Uh, she just <laughs> does good things sometimes, or says something great sometimes. But then most of the time, she's just kind of, eh. Yeah, we'll have to see how she, um, you know, how she pro- whatever progresses yeah. or how she she's, develops. She's still a puzzle to me. She's, yeah. I don't know. We still don't really know anything about her. No, we don't quite know where to, which way to take her. As Robin stays very quiet yeah. <laughs> and says nothing, I love it. We just grunt and an occasional grunt here and there. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's not much on this show that I could be like secretive about. There's no big bads coming. 
<laughs> we don't have the mayor like in, yeah. <laughs> in Buffy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So uh, uh, D- Nate's left in charge of the uh, body because uh, <laughs> Rico has to help his oh. pregnant wife. Didn't we already determine that Nate shouldn't be doing that kind of thing? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so he he's trying to move it from gurney to gurney or whatever and ends up spilling everything so... all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, I think I would be puking too. Oh, and uh, Claire comes in for a little talk and Nate's freaking out. And Claire kind of leaves really quickly uh, while he's picking stuff up with his eyes closed. But you know, on second viewing, because I did watch this one twice, and, I, and knowing that Claire takes that foot, I looked at it again. And you really, you know what? They do not give you even a clue that she did. No. You cannot mm-hmm. tell. It's very well done. She does leave kind of quickly, though. You yes. know, she kind of yeah. pushes past David up the stairs, you know? Yeah, I, I noticed that part the first time sure. around, yeah. But I thought um, she was just was on her, you know, rushing to get to school, or maybe she didn't yeah. like seeing dismembered people, you know? Yeah, right? that's what I was thinking, you know? <laughs> who, I mean, who really, who does? You know? Not me. <laughs> yeah, not me. Well, David has a better job for Nate, <laughs> which is <laughs> hedges. I love that. <laughs> where he runs into his new neighbor, uh, Matthew Gillardi. Ugh. Who's such a complete weasel. He's very, he just... very slimy. I don't Ugh. like him. I... Somebody needs to punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Just slap him upside the head a few times, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, he... Violence is always the answer. <laughs> <laughs> he bought the uh, building across the street, and he plans on putting them out of business in six months by offering cheap cremations. Mm-hmm. Nice. So... Nice. But, you know, this is the way it is in the real world yes you know mm-hmm. all these uh mortuaries are owned by big businesses and they charge lots and lots of small fees yeah. and you just don't know who to trust well when you and go actually, to make these decisions that's one of my friends in fact they had there was a there is a long-standing um funeral home in kingston that's been here like for 200 years run by a family and then about I don't know, eight years ago or so, the Suns um, did, in fact, sell to a large corporation. That's exactly how it works mm-hmm. for, an, for an absolute fortune. Um, and they still run the business. Like, when you go in there, that's still who you see. But, yes, there's right. a corporation behind it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. The it's way kind Gilardi... of sad. It's really sad. Yeah. It is kind of. It yes. Is. Yeah. The but they, but they give you an offer, of an offer you can't refuse, you know? Like, they really yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Gilardi actually uh, describes how they're going to run his their business. Oh. Like basically, like they're the they're the friendly face, and then the bodies get shipped off to like a factory where they you know they're working on bodies. And then, and then remember Nate's line: "In the end, we're all just human McNuggets." Yep, I love that. Ew. I know it's so disgusting. It's perfect. Croner's <laughs> so, putting uh, pressure on the suppliers. Uh, there's a florist is charging more. The chemist is suing because of some sort of undelivered thing of embalming fluid, and even the health department is going to be visiting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is where we discover the foot's missing as well. <laughs> and I wrote beside my notes, I said, ah, Claire took the foot. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, like, automatically know exactly where that foot went? No, no, because, you know, the scene where she's walking down the hallway in school, and they're all calling her piggy lover, and they, yeah. you know, they focus on her feet, and you see the red bag, right? Mm-hmm. But I honestly did not know that it was the foot yet. I had not clued in. Oh, I figured it out after they couldn't find it anywhere at the actual funeral home. Mm-hmm. I I figured, 
because, you know, they were making fun of her about being a toast sucker. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what she was going to do with it exactly. I was thinking really gross thoughts, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, not so bad. <sighs> Good on you, Claire. Steph, what did you think? I had no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a total surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they're searching the room and Ruth comes down. And, and she says, looks, what is this? <laughs> and she freaks out the trier. And then you give you the misdirection, right? Which yeah. Is, oh, yeah. This, and you're like, oh, that's too funny. Someone left that Kleenex in their pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh, how how happy were you guys when uh, Gabe opened his locker? Oh, totally happy. <laughs> totally. <sighs> Not me. No, he's a dog. No, because, well, I mean, she stole this, this dead guy's foot. I mean, you know, his family is there trusting them to, you know, do a funeral mm-hmm. and everything, and she just takes his foot. That's really inconsiderate, I thought. Okay, you true. It's completely, it's completely disrespectful, but I did like the look on Gabe's face. Yeah, I mean, he kind of deserved it. since. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, if she'd done it and then retrieved the foot, would you have been okay with that? Um... Uh, no, I still wouldn't have been okay with it. It would have been better, but I still would not have been okay. I don't think she should have stole it in the first place. I thought that was that was just wrong, you know. But you know, Claire obviously doesn't make very good decisions. So, yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, David and uh, Nader are kind of scrambling, and they have to meet with the Romanos. And the Romanos briefly discuss the idea of putting them in his favorite sandals. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Birkenstocky things or whatever. Who buries someone in oh, sandals? I mean, seriously. Tree huggers. Tree huggers. Yeah. Favorite. Favorite. But I want to say they they don't put shoes on them. I don't think. Yes, they do. Do they really? Oh, For totally. some reason, I was thinking they don't put shoes on the. No, body. they totally. They totally they do. do. Trust me, I've been to enough funerals recently. Yes, they do. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I'm glad you're doing research for the show. It's <laughs> <laughs> a way to put it. Like this. Anyway, uh, so we're at the racetrack oh, with God. Amelia and Ruth. Oh God, and, this is uh, just the best little soliloquy. <laughs> it's just you know. Did you write it down? I did. I, I mean, it's, it's almost well. I could read it all, but I mean, oh my God, Ruth cracks me up. Her little pricey of marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read it if you want. I think it's awesome. Just enjoy it while it lasts, which isn't very long. You think you have forever, but you don't. Soon you start to get on each other's nerves, and then you don't tell each, the, or the other person as much as you used to, because really, what's the point? You thought they understood you, but they never did, not really. Finally, not only do you never tell the other person anything real, you actively start lying to him. And then, when you think it can't get any worse, he up and dies. No matter what you do, you end up alone. <laughs> Not knowing who I you are, laugh, or what I mean, you really Ruth. want. Oh, Ruth, poor Ruth. And then she turns to Amelia and she's like, "Are you having fun?" <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that part either. Well, no. See, and see, you know what? I, see, mean, I did because that's when I found Ruth much more endearing to me. I actually felt. A I lot understand that she's in pain and that you know she's lashing out. But really, what does that accomplish? Does she think <laughs> that she's helping these people? No. <laughs> this poor couple. They. <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm sure she could have found a better way to tell them to treasure each other while you can. But, Seriously. But, but yes, she, she's okay. But it's not about helping them. It's about, totally about catharsis and ventilation for her. Exactly. Right? It was a little selfish. It is. But that's where yeah, she kind of bothered me a little bit. Well, yeah. 
I can see it though. I can see. Her I just, don't know. This. I mean, I she's like, the couple. Or you're, I didn't you feel like this episode as much as some of the other ones. Okay. Cool. Fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't like the episode. Was the the back and forth? Uh, everybody changing their mind about selling to Crowler. Mm-hmm. Croner. 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 Yeah. Croner. <laughs> um. So, uh, David gets a call from Rico uh, that Claire's in trouble. <laughs> And we find out where the foot went. Um, and Keith offers to help, which is nice. Yes. Um, I love Keith. Yeah. I really like Keith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the big black okay. sex cop. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so Nate and Brenda decide to uh, have a little tour of that house across <sighs> the street. And uh, Brenda tells Nate to swallow his pride and sell. And, and, uh, and, and hang on, and she laughs yeah. at him when he's genuinely distressed. And, and then she know? justifies it by saying, well, you know, we've only known each other a month. Really, how invested can I be in you? And I'm like, hello. That was kind of rude. But oh. you know what? As soon as she was trying to tell him to sell, sell I was thinking, I wonder if she's working for Kroner. And then she's just befriending <laughs> him to get them to sell. Like, That's ridiculous. <laughs> It's like your crackpot theory of the week. Yes, like, <laughs> crackpotty. I'm like, well, that's just res- ridiculous. I don't think this show like is going to be that crackpotty. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, the only thing we can be crackpotty about in this episode, I've, we, we will be talking about in the next episode, which is uh, pulling back the curtain, going to be recorded right after this episode. So, unfortunately, I can't ask for any theories regarding um, what happens to this house. Um, well, or can I? Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe I mean, we'll we can talk about episode. a little bit because uh, at the end of the episode, it just looked like it might be Claire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I was worried because she'd already made enough bad decisions that episode. Mm-hmm. And because she's sort of um, the way she, you know, when she arrives in and, and she's sort of talking with them and then she very um, in a surreal kind of way, she says, oh, and the house across the street's on fire. Like, yeah. You know, and you're kind of going, oh, creepy. And then she's like, oh, this will solve all your problems, won't it? I'm like, oh, Claire, don't tell me you did it. Mm, that's no. what I said. I was really hoping she did I was sort of wincing, you know, going, please tell me you're not also a fire starter. <laughs> <laughs> Crack addict, fire starter. It's toe sucker. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> well, to go back to that old house scene uh, with Nate and Brenda, um, I do like one thing that um, Brenda says in this, it says only one thing is certain. Everything changes. Which mm-hmm. is, I, I just like that. Um, what'd you guys think about them uh, having sex while the uh, little Nate and Jeannie look on? <laughs> what's, what's that about? I was wondering. Myself. Okay. In their defense, they're a really new couple. They're like bunny rabbits and they're going to have sex every chance they get. So, yeah. okay, fine. But you know, whatever. <laughs> just, well, <laughs> Oh, Put it into context, he's he's thinking of he Nate's actually remembering about he and his little friend Jeannie mm-hmm. playing, and he's trying to have a kiss from her and stuff. And uh, they're no, like no, no, running. No, 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 he's not trying to have the kiss. She's pursuing him actively, and he's oh. saying no, right? Oh, that's right. Okay. So now, oh, you know, it's a little bit different. Yep. Whatever. And then, and then, as they have sex, the his <laughs> his innocence. I don't know. Is looking on. I have no idea what that what to make I, of that. I don't know either. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Probably yeah. just a. You know, a kind of a shocking idea. Yeah. But then there's that whole scene with, as we 
alluded to earlier with the phone call, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're not sure who's on the end of the phone. And I agree. You know, she could have handled that so much better. Yeah, she didn't have to be so secretive. And she, she, she turned around and came back and gave him a kiss goodbye, which I thought was a little bit redeeming, you know, mm-hmm. to try to soften it a bit. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe it's just because she was so thrown. I don't know. I keep trying to, you know, throw her a line here and not believe she's mm-hmm. a complete jerk, but we'll see. Yeah, sometimes she opens her mouth and something wise comes out like, you know, everything changes. But mm-hmm. then most of the time, I just, I feel like she's just someone you can't trust. Yeah, she's a bit harsh, right? And she, and, so, mm-hmm. and like I said, it's almost like she's toying with him. It's almost like she's making fun of his pain. And that just really bothers me because he is such an empath, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, so don't be so mean to him. He's genuine. But anyway. I'm feeling protective of our Nate, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. What did you guys think of the scene where uh, Keith is questioning Gabe? (laughs) (laughs) That was like comic relief. You know, we've got DNA technology now. uh, Yeah, or whatever he said. Who's in the car? I know. know. And then, then, you know, uh, David gives such a goofy little wave of the hand. It was so awkward. That's my partner. He's crazy as shit. (laughs) Well, teenagers are dumb. They believe stuff, apparently. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, sorry, was I going to... Somebody's going to say something? Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Keith and David go searching for the foot because apparently Gabe had tossed it after showing it to a couple friends. And I love how he says, how can I sleep knowing there's a foot on the loose? <laughs> <laughs> Ruth is back from the track. Apparently, she has blown $25,000. I love that whole scene where she's explaining herself to her kids. <laughs> it still exists. It's just not mine anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, we get a little we get a little look into what, what Ruth is feeling. She's um, talking about how she's, like, feeling she, like she was actually someone else when she was winning and feeling alive. And when she lost, she felt more like herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It made me have, as I said, this episode made me have more, more empathy for Ruth because before mm-hmm. I was kind of criticizing her, saying she was like, you know, Ma, whoever, <laughs> lost the prairie, mm-hmm. and I felt like, no, okay, I get it. You, you know, you just, you're just kind of doing the best you can and feeling your way through it. So that's cool. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we get to um, oh, uh, we have the wake going on. <laughs> And uh, looks like Rico did a quick patch-up job. He is an artist. You guys remember what it was? A leg of lamb. Yes, with, with, with tape around in, it or something. Wrapped in latex and duct tape. Yeah. He's a miracle worker. And I love the line when they're looking at her. They, Have you been watching Mrs. Whatever her name is? Yeah, I've been watching. Oh, I think she's a casket climber. And I'm like, oh, my God. They have, like, jargon. They have lingo for it. I love it. And they're able to recognize it. Yes. <laughs> An inside peek at the, you know, at the mortuary industry. <laughs> um, as we uh, wrap up this episode, we kind of um, talked a little bit about it before. Um, but what do you guys think of Keith and Claire's? Uh, a little heart to heart. Aww, that was a nice scene because, just like every sister, she's like, "Why do you like David?" Mm-hmm. And he can explain, he can articulate exactly why he likes him so much. I have a hard time understanding why he likes him sometimes. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? He doesn't seem like a very good boyfriend. Yeah, do you understand it more now. <laughs> then oh. he explained it. 
Uh, a little bit. I don't know. Sometimes I'm just. Sometimes I just see people together, and I'm like, I don't understand what this person sees in the other person at all. But he does seem kind of sweet and naive in a way, doesn't he? Yeah, but yeah. I don't find that appealing. So you, know. <laughs> you like your boys dirty, does he? <laughs> yes, dirty and bad. <sighs> <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> We get back to the uh, Fisher house and Ruth is finding out that uh, Claire stole a foot. And she's like, where have I been? And, and Nate says, losing $25,000. <laughs> you wake up one day and your baby's stolen a foot. That was my yep. favorite line from the episode. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, Claire comes home and Nate thinks she should get some help. And the school's apparently going to be assigning her a shrink. More on that later. Um, Wait, and she always says a line, you're not, you're not my father, right? I think she said that a couple times yeah. now, Nate, right? Yeah, <sighs> Nate seems to kind of automatically jump to that, doesn't he? Like, hmm. the fatherly. And all the way through, Ruth keeps saying, language, language. I keep yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so uh, we wrap it up. The house is on fire, and Claire says it should solve all your, solve all your problems, huh? Um, and then we cut to Freckle the dog finding the foot <laughs> <laughs> so uh that wraps up our open casket viewing let's move on to our fisher of the week okay. so we're here in fisher of the week all right who wants to go first i will okay okay this week i think i like ruth the best nice. she i really liked that she was you got to see how she was struggling with her husband's death how she was trying to find a way to move on what with the list of you know the list of things that she doesn't even want to do anyway you know the the, the turning over the mattress just trying to uh, you know, do something, something, you know, and then the betting at the, the racetrack, you know, it's just <laughs> something that was just probably out of character for her, but just mm-hmm. made her feel alive because it was just dangerous, you know, not the safe thing she usually does. I, I liked it a lot. Cool. Hmm. See, and my, mine was Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, uh, I liked that she, Stood up to Gabe, told him off, got her own back. Granted, not in a very respectful way, but, <laughs> you know, got her own back. And I like the the scene where she's bonding with Keith at the end, trying to understand her brother a bit better. Like, I just, you know, before I was feeling like I didn't know if I could totally relate to Claire. And this episode made me made me feel like, okay, you know, I, I see where you're coming from. So, yeah, I really enjoyed her this time. Uh-huh. Steph? Yeah, I agree with Moira. Uh, Claire, uh, you know, get getting to see her vulnerable, uh, fall in love, and then get her heart broken, and then her do something about it. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta agree with you guys, uh, Claire, all the way. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I love, I, 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 I loved uh, all, all the things you guys mentioned, but. Um, one other thing I really uh, appreciated about Claire at the end of this episode is how completely mysterious she is. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hmm. And that kind of leads into the next episode. Maybe we can talk more about that then. But um, <clears throat> let's get into our listener eulogies. So um, I have an email here from Claire. I'm going to kind of paraphrase it because she kind of 
wants to well basically she we're gonna get her on the show sometime and uh she put in a few requests we're still kind of working it out but um she says she's very excited to hear that uh we have a six feet under podcast we she just finished going through the show and then kind of looked around on itunes and found us so um very excited to hear that you're joining us claire um, I'm also very excited that we have a Facebook group. You got a got a little bit of a rundown of what people are saying there. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, Matt said uh, the foot has one of his favorite deaths of uh, deaths of the week. Um, and then uh, Missy, she said she just finished listening to the Will, and uh, does mention in the pilot that Lauren was. And can't hardly wait with Seth Green and a few other Buffy the Vampire Slayer alums. Uh, I'd like to add that she was also in a movie with Nicholas Brendan called Psycho Beach Party. And Tracy Mindorf, uh, Adele Swanson, and Justina Machado, Vanessa Diaz, both guest on Angel. Um, I don't know. I, Adele was the best friend of Ruth, you said, right? I don't know who Vanessa Diaz was. No, Amelia is uh, the best friend of Ruth. Oh, Amelia? Okay, Adele, I don't know who Adele Swanson... She's the uh, the wife of, of the guy who had died in the oh. second episode. She oh. was in the Angel, the first episode of Angel. Oh, Excellent. okay. And this is a good time to say, uh, if you're listening to this, by like you just found this on iTunes, you're going, why are they talking about Buffy and Angel? <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> we are kind of a uh, spinoff from the Potential Cast, which is a, uh, a, a, a sh- podcast that does this kind of format, but with uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And um, we'll be doing a spinoff called Redemption Cast about the show Angel. So we have some we have some bleed over from that. And it's, I guess, Missy's uh, fun facts about who is six feet under was on <laughs> Buffy and Angel it should be good for people who might have crossed over from that audience. It's funny. I'm like somebody who's watched Six Feet Under and not seen Buffy is like, who's Nicholas Brendan and why do I care? <laughs> and why do they care? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Missy. Missy's going to be joining us soon too. So yay, yay, yay! I love Missy. Missy from Down Under. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess you can find that fish uh, the Facebook group. You can search for. FisherCast, I believe, on Facebook, and you'll find it. Yeah. Um, let's get on to our last rights. All right. Before we put this thing to bed, I uh, want to talk about uh, uh, what we – our final thoughts on the episode were and our ratings. So why don't we start with our guest, Steph Smith? Oh. Uh, how, how do I rate it? Like 1 to 10? Yep. Yeah, just like you do on potential. Do you listen to our show? <laughs> do you listen to I your listened show? to one, and it was like a week ago. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just teasing you. We do uh, it just potential cast. Okay, I would give this. I mean, this was a fun episode because you know the whole time I was I didn't know who stole the foot. <laughs> but you know, like I said, and I think it's I don't like seeing Nate so conflicted because mm. I feel so such sympathy for him. So. In that part, him going back and forth, not knowing what to do about selling or not selling, that made me feel kind of uncomfortable. So I would give it an 8 out of 10. An 8 out of 10 what? Oh, I'm sorry. An 8 out of 10 
Severed feet, of course. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had to go for it. Just severed limbs. Sorry, I stole it. <laughs> Des? Um, okay. I I didn't like this episode that much. This is my least favorite episode so far. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna give it I'm gonna give it five out of ten. Big yeah. Big wow. black sex cops. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now see, I really quite liked this episode. Um, for the for the song and dance number alone, even or uh, you know, for all the reasons we've said, just yeah. just watching Ruth work through her stuff and watching Claire get her own back. I, know, I quite like this, and plus, I just found it kind of funny. Call me sick, but I found it kind of funny. <laughs> so I would give it eight out of ten graffiti covered hearses. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, this is probably one of my favorite episodes of the series, so I'm going to have to do a 10 out of 10. Uh, uh, wow. Arrogant Cavemen. <laughs> what, what is wrong with me that I didn't like it? <laughs> no, it's good. We can't all agree. That would be boring, right? I can't wait to see what you guys thought about the next episode. Well, so. we'll have to get to that. But, uh, yeah. We'll have to wait a week. Desiree. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, bury this episode. Alright. Um, you can visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 15412embalm. And you can visit us on Facebook. Woohoo! Or you can email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com. And also, if you would like to, you can send us an email with feedback there. Or you can uh, request to guest host for an episode. And we want to thank our lovely guest host, Steph Smith, for stepping in. I believe we're going to hear from you next week as well. Where, okay. Where can, we, where can we find you on the web, Steph? Okay. Uh, what do you want? My, all of my podcasts? <laughs> Go yes. <laughs> okay. PotentialCast at PotentialCast.com. That's our Buffy podcast. Um, what's on with Steph and Dez? Woo! Uh, my television podcast I do with Desiree. Whatever. Movie Snobbery dot com. That is my movie podcast. I do with Robin. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I have one hand on Desiree's chest and one hand on Robin's right now, and I'm keeping them apart. <laughs> I'm wondering why you're not why you're touching Des's boobs. Um, <laughs> I don't Moira, have you seen them? Have you seen them? <laughs> no, I have not. On Twitter can see them. <laughs> Moira, where are the many places we can find you on the web? You can find me here. <laughs> um, yeah, in real life, you can find me in Canada. Does that count? <laughs> you know, by the end of the fifth season, we're gonna have a narrowed down to street address, and all your fans can visit you. <laughs> in my backyard pool robin okay okay all right uh des you want to your stuff okay uh you can find me here you can find me on what's on with steph and des with my awesome co-host des wait what what? now that's a diva (laughs) i'm so tired (laughs) it is my bedtime in 10 minutes um, okay, with my awesome co-host, Steph. Oh, my God. Um, you can find me on uh, Nonsense Cast with my other awesome co-host, Mike. And explicit, explicit. That one's, yes, very dirty, very explicit. So beware. 
God. All right. Well, uh, you can find me, of course, uh, Movie Snobbery with uh, – well, we just talked about that. Uh, Media Junkyard, MediaJunkyard.com, and, uh, and here, and on Twitter at RobinMJ. And that's it for FishCast this week. Next week, your homework is Familia. And as for the foot, we therefore commit this episode for the ground. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. dust. Bye, everybody. Adios. Bye. Bye. (laughs) That was fun. Cut loose